Yo, this is episode 27, I think. Yeah, episode 27, Light the Neighbors. Maybe it's 28, I don't remember. It's one of those. Um, this is the second time I've done a Scheme 13 event. Um, it was cool, I got to play with my band in the daydream. Um, Hexing played, Vermont played, Pursuer did their EP release, Colin, Ship and Sail played, Small Parks played. It was a good old time. Um, chatted with Vince from Pursuer, chatted with Noah, my drummer, uh, chatted with a bunch of people during this episode. I had a really good time. Um, started the episode off over at the Scheme 13 headquarters and had uh, Pat's daughter, I believe it's his daughter. If that's not your daughter, Pat's going to be really awkward. So I totally think that's your daughter, and I'm pretty, pretty sure it's true. But anyways, um, yeah, you're about to hear her cute little voice. Um, anyways, yeah, this is going to be another one of those sort of stop and go episodes from the event. Um, hopefully you guys can get through it without much issue. I'm so tired, man. Oh. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast, though. Um, you know, it would help if you would rate and review it. Um, I really appreciate that. Again, I'm thinking of something to do for for people who start rating and reviewing it as incentive. So do it and let me know that you did it. All right, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. We are live from Scheme 13 headquarters. And what's your name? Lily. Lily? Do you live here? Yeah. And what instruments do you play? Uh, I, um, I play, I'm practicing and playing the guitar and, um, and I play, um, the, um, harmonica and I'm practicing, I do, learning other instruments. And is, is Uncle Nick good or no? He's great. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) It's Lily, everybody. (laughs) Okay. Rebecca. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, and by the way, that was that was Lily before the uh, queen of the Scheme 13 headquarters. <laughs> um, so, I'm told that uh, you booked most of this show? Or? Yes. Um, yeah, you can just like explain like what your role was. I pretty much, yeah, I've done a big part with booking a lot of social media. So, Kyle did get... Um, he spoke to Pursuer and Small Parks. Um, I think this time he did go through Hexing, but I did. I booked Hexing for the last one, so that's how they became a direct contact. They've been super awesome from the very beginning, so I've been super stoked to work with them again. But yeah, Vermont is uh, one of the bands I booked as well. But cool. uh, yeah. I met them, actually, at uh, they, there's a sword fest. Yeah, the dudes at uh, Summit Shack. I I am pretty on. sure they played that. Yep, they yep. did. That's where I met them at, and uh, I did a podcast episode there. And like Connor from the Summit Shack, like sent them over to my table, but like didn't explain why. Oh, and then, so they showed. I'm pretty sure that was Vermont, and they came up to me. They're like, "Uh, yeah, we're we're supposed to talk to you." <laughs> Like, kind of what they kind of did to you just right. now, I feel like. Right, yeah. <laughs> Pretty, that's, like, that's, yeah. That's how it works, though. That's how a majority of uh, the the show uh, episodes go. Like, either I'll be like, hey, come talk to me, and people will be like, why? <laughs> right, what is or, this? <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
so you booked small parks hexing um vermont and kyle got small parks got but small yeah parks. i got vermont um to hop on and then yeah hexing was a contact from the last time that we got to do it too okay and how long have you been like uh booking with these guys um ever since scheme started um scheme was honestly i kyle honestly i think booked more of this headline but scheme that's when i really started getting into it with them and it i've never done it before so a lot of it was like super nerve-wracking because i'm like sending these emails messages like on all these different social media platforms trying to figure out like what's the best way to get a hold of these guys Bands aren't always like super responsive. Like a lot of, I feel like bands have like each band has their own platform where they're the most like responsive. Like the podcast has taught me that. Like everything you're saying rings true for like trying to book this, like these these episodes because like some bands are like really responsive on Twitter, but maybe I don't use a lot of Twitter or like some bands will. I'll have like message requests sitting in my Instagram inbox for like a month because I don't check it. but that's like their primary thing. Right. So I'm trying to get better. I need like I have like a manager. I know, <laughs> I know? know. And I like I sometimes I feel so bad, like so sloppy because I will like I'll send like double messages, but then like come to find out they might have never ever got to see my Instagram yeah. message, but check the Facebook one and like I tried to go with emails at first, like only you because think I that, thought it was professional, right, but then come right. to find out like these are normal dudes just like you and I and yep. I don't really check my emails thoroughly as i should right stuff like that and come to find out a lot of them are the same exact way and it's like, yeah so i was gonna say like about like uh sending the double messages i think that's almost like a standard for me now right like, i wouldn't even worry about it because i think bands especially me like me being in a band like if i get someone if someone double messages me on something I'm like oh they actually want me to see this right you know it's more of like flattering than it is annoying right you know yeah what I mean? I think that's even how I got Vermont was I said double message them again and I was like, hey, so. Yeah. Just so you know. (laughs) I think that probably is going to be true for any band that's DIY, like all the way up until you find someone who has like a manager who just has an email. Like I'll I'll try to go to like band's Facebook pages and like see what their booking contact is. But even that. Right. Always. Yeah, there was one band I had reached out to, and I had ended up, it was like an old email of his from this one like DIY crew he used to book shows with, and it was like, he was super shocked that I had even found the email, and I was like, it was posted right there, like I yeah, told him, right. he was like, oh no, and he like gave me a new one, but it was super little awkward things like that, where it's like, ah, oh, you just, you never know. Yeah, That's <laughs> yeah I was like, oh. <laughs> so how did you... uh I was thinking, like, for Vermont, them being from Ohio, like, are you a fan of them? Like, how did you how did you find them? I um so um I had seen them. It was at the Ghost House. Uh, oh, in Detroit. Yeah, they played with Jail Socks, Petty Theft, and I was a huge fan. Like, I I was I remember seeing the lineup, and I was like, this is like super stacked. So I made my yeah. way out there, and I really originally I wanted to book them that night. Like after seeing them, I was like, they're perfect. But it was still like really early in the talks. We weren't sure who was going to headline yet. Like I didn't want to yeah. just go booking yet if we weren't even. So I had yeah. had them in the back of my head for a while. So once I finally like got through to them and because even at first, like they're super awesome, humble dudes. Like they weren't, they were like, I don't know if we, you know, like 
we could head or if we have enough draw and i'm like listen like that's when i was like we have invite the neighbors coming out to do a podcast like we try to do a little bit more than a show but you know yeah. we don't we're not yeah. charging people like it's just fun to hang out with yeah, yeah that's yeah. all we want to really do is just have a good night yeah like they don't really i wouldn't yeah if i were them i wouldn't really worry about it right but so, I, I, I see what you're saying though because like when i i talked to them at, at the sword fest and they were really cool like once i explained to them like what i was doing with the podcast they were like super into it you know so i'm really excited to see them and hopefully i like, can get them back on tonight. right yeah no I'm, I'm super excited i'm like thinking i'm like i i i'm from detroit the area i found you guys i liked you guys and i know i'm not the only one right so, so I, I just thought that was really cool the way they were like really us and i was like yes you like i yeah. want you guys to play <laughs> like please <laughs> that's cool i mean that's that's what happens like uh just from once you have a good sound you just have to trust it and yeah. you play as much as you can you never know who you're gonna run into that that likes what you're doing mm -hmm. and that's that's the same thing with hexing it was same exact thing i saw them at a house show i um really wanted to book them for scheme after that uh but we were that's when we were originally at our limit before you know we had to like emergency call in all the other venues and but i was like thinking uh, like wow yeah, yeah, yeah i was yeah, like yeah. i really wish i could have booked these guys because i was such a huge fan and like it's just sometimes i just see so much potential in some of these bands yeah. where it's like and uh it's also sometimes like even for me it's because it's such a great opportunity for me to see them stuff like that like it's right. just like a win-win situation <laughs> yeah, for everyone exactly. it's like i get to see you guys they get to see you guys you get to play so um booking them again has been super exciting uh but i stumbled into them and it's the same thing it's just at a house show opening up and so i've built a lot of cool like relationships through yeah. this just by booking so yeah really i mean it's i feel like there's so many different ways to like build those connections like the podcast is mine like booking would be yours like photographers will make a lot of connections that way and it is all kind of like a win-win you know like when i was booking house shows uh that's like it was so cool because i was like okay i'm booking the show i get to play it so cool, I get to play a show and I get to meet these bands and then I end up enjoying it because like I like being at shows when right. I like the music. And I'm like, it, it can be surreal at times. Like, wow, I really love watching this band right now. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to play after this. Or I got I just got done playing. Right. We so use, it's cool. We use the word symbiotic a lot when yes, we're, we're talking because yes. that's what I've noticed all of this has been. It's just a very like... Yeah, like there's, there's not a lot of like... Uh, using going on yeah it's, it's no. kind of hard to use anybody because like there's not a whole lot of money in any of this right so it's like if you're involved if you're involved in this to try and like get over on somebody it's like you're in the wrong area right because we know? all we all just want the same thing you yeah. know what i mean so yeah. it's like why not work together on it so it's awesome i think we have one of the coolest communities uh michigan that at least that's what I've heard, like from other people, like doing this show, like some bands that have come from out of town, uh, like Summer Brews from Indy, their band that like they said on their episode that they are almost like mostly a Michigan band, even though they live in Indianapolis, because they just love the scene up here so much. Right. That they just they would rather come here and be a part of what we got going on over here. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to be a part of it, too. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm pretty stoked because like, I've only been <laughs> doing this for a few months. Yeah, same. 
Yeah. And it's like, okay. It's like, it's just mind blowing, like how quickly I'm meeting like so many different people. Right. Like, um, just so many people. And it's like, even when I'm on Facebook, stumble into people, see all the mutuals, like in just the yeah. circle that, that I've built that's solely through this people I would have never met yeah, yeah, unless yeah. I was, you know, involved in all this. So. Like I never see, like almost never see like my actual friends. Right. Say, like, <laughs> not that like these people I'm meeting aren't my actual friends, but it's just like, it's, it's a whole other world of people that I'm just like getting more and more into. What? Oh yeah, yeah, it's hurtful. <laughs> but it, no, it's just like my. Uh, I'm talking about like people I went to high school with, like people I went to college with, like the like a year ago. That was those were like my only friends, you know. Right. Not to sound so sad, but <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm not like a a huge circle guy. I never was. Like if I wasn't in the music scene, I wouldn't be like the social butterfly who's like knows this many people but like just naturally i know so many people yeah now it's almost overwhelming like yes <laughs> like going to shows and stuff and i'm just like oh i know you oh i know you like or even like going to like shows at st andrews like i, I saw farron at joyce manor and mm-hmm. i was just like wow i like and i saw like alex from dogleg and i saw my buddy kevin from volleyball and i'm just like holy shit like right i used to go to shows totally alone but now yeah. it's like even if i go alone i'll run into yeah. somebody i know yeah. and i'm still and that and it's just awesome because that's kind of what we as a collective wanted from scheme is to just be bring the community yeah. find a spot in the community i don't know come together and it's just crazy to see how much of it like you were saying comes together so quick and it's like I don't ever want to say like I I doubted us, but it's always like this fear in the back of my head that it's like yeah, we're we're in over our heads, we're crazy, you know. But like we weren't, you know, yeah. and we still aren't. Like we're pulling it off, and it, it's it even comes out better than I even thought. Like I haven't had yeah. any disappointments or letdowns. Just like oh wow, <laughs> right? That sounds like exactly like the podcast for me is like I I, I mean I thought I knew it had potential. But I haven't had any letdowns. Like I've just, I've only been amazed at like the fact that people even listen, <laughs> right? Right. You know? And it's like people come up and be like, "Oh, hey, you do the podcast." I'm like, "Dude, what? Right? Like, are you spying on me? Like, how did you know that? <laughs> Who paid you? Right? I know. <laughs> and I think it's cool, like what you guys have going on with Scheme Thirteen too, because it isn't just like Kyle and Pat like doing everything, you know? So like the first one. Like, obviously, I interviewed them, and they kind of explained everything, but it's not like they're, like, co- they're not, like, heading everything. So, it's right. like, I talked to them the one time, and now you're doing, you, like, kind of put this one together, and then maybe another show, it'll be them, or it'll be somebody else, but it's like, you guys have, like, this full-on Yeah, actually, and collective. then, yeah, like, I, I'm doing one to, I got tonight, and then even next Friday, September 6th. That's because uh, Kyle's going to be out of town, a few of them. So that's what's also nice is, like, we can rely on each other. And, like, it was kind of last minute, too, but Kyle just asked me, like, hey, can you take this? You just, you know, this is what I still need for it. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. sure, you know. So it's nice that we have that. And then the same thing, like, because I'll have – I've also, like, I've ended up, which is something I not even, like, in – intentionally did but i've had some bands end up reaching out to me who might have had like some emergencies dates fallen need to fill in tours yeah and like even though it's not scheme related or anything just be like all right yeah you know like i got this guy you can play here stuff like that because if you do that that 
that only if you have any success with that, then that just gets absorbed into like scheme. Right. For, that's like for future stuff. So hopefully they'll come back again. Or when the next time I reach out to them, they'll be like, oh, I know those guys. Cause that yeah. was one of the hardest yeah. things with booking scheme was we had no profile. We had right, no proof, right. nothing. We, we barely even, we didn't even have a social media page. Yeah. So if you were to try to Google us, it was like pretty amazing what <laughs> like we all pulled off. I say we, cause I was like part of it at the last minute, but I was just like amazed at like everything that you guys like already had ready to go. And like, right. I saw the video now. Like it's so exciting to, to see like now you guys have that to like, uh, you know, to like show people a perspective, like venues or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I can only imagine like next summer, like the type of event that you guys probably have cooked up that you're probably already thinking about. Yes, we have. We've, (laughs) it always, even when we're trying to like plan now things, scheme next year still gets brought up. It gets spitballed in somehow. But I mean, that's essentially what we are. Cause even again, like these mini shows, almost weren't a part of what we wanted. We wanted to just try to bring something different to the DIY scene because yeah. it's, it is, it's like we were saying before, it's already a well and like lively scene. There's nothing wrong with it, but we just, we didn't want to do the same exact thing that everyone else is doing. So right. You know, we have our always artist focused, always low cost stuff like that. And you know, there's, there's plenty of like in the Ann Arbor area, there's like, plenty of people not just the ann arbor area but like there's out of this world booking for instance the church mm-hmm. street booking and i know out of this world like they're like so overbooked like they're i mean because they're they're doing a great thing they're trying to book as many bands coming through as right. possible but it's good that there's other people so like whereas they're they do like a ton of these like little shows you know what i mean not that they're little but you know what i mean they're not like the big festivals mm-hmm. they do just, just regular shows and I talked to a couple of people over there and they're wanting to do more emphasis on like events and things like that. Yeah. Whereas you guys seem to be starting out the other direction. Like you started out with a big <laughs> event, which is kind of backwards, but like that's like DIY as shit, you know? Right. And now you're kind of moving towards the, uh, some of like the regular shows I feel like, which is a good move to just stay, keep your name relevant, like throughout the year. Right. That, that was my thing too, of why we kind of like, yeah, because it, it, like you said, to stay relevant, it's hard. People might forget. And it's yeah. just, and even then, like we do, we have to build an entire like following yeah. and that takes a long time to do it. Right. Can't just be a one, one and done fast and everyone knows who we right, are. Right. 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 So yeah, but. Your podcast, really, it's been a super help, I feel like, to add to that. So I've been super excited to be able to partner up and do this stuff with you because it just brings, it brings more than a show. I don't yeah, think... Yeah, yeah, it makes I've, it like an event. I've you know. never been to a show and there was somebody there sitting there like who wanted it. to ask me, you know what I mean? Talk, yeah. like, scheme, I thought that was perfect. And like like you were saying, idea for next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Taco Bell's here. Make it a little bit easier so that cherry sunset so that um people can come up and give their insight on the show too but yeah i think that'd be awesome if i were to run into that into one of my experience at a show so it's been super fun doing this with you yeah i mean i'm just glad that like pat had reached out to me originally and that was like the first i think that was the first event i did 
And then that made me realize, like, oh, let me just go do all the events. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've been doing a ton. I did Sword Fest. I think I'm doing their DIY prom as long as I don't work. <laughs> oh, I hope not. I'm hoping to make it out to that one, too, for sure. Yeah. It just it just depends. I requested it off. And it's it's amazing. Like, it's another theme that comes up on this show a lot is that, like, we all work. We all have to work. Like, it's like there's so much work that goes into, like, doing all this music stuff that it's easy to forget from, like, maybe someone looking on the outside in that we all have, like, we all live kind of double lives where for the most part where we're working jobs like full-time jobs i definitely feel like i live like a double triple life sometimes oh yes where it's like i work two jobs and like i do this and i'm trying to be in a band it's almost too much but i don't i couldn't imagine the opposite where i just had nothing i know a lot of people like assume that like we're we're like making money a bunch of money and stuff off yeah. this like when they like slightly hear what and i'm like no yeah. <laughs> no i'm actually we're probably losing money <laughs> <laughs> sometimes but like right it's i don't know it's just it's worth it it's what we enjoy doing yeah. it's I was trying to explain that to uh my dad who my dad listens to the podcast now so i gotta watch what i say no, I'm just <laughs> But like, yeah, I was just telling him that the other day. It wasn't like a, an argument or anything like that. But he was—he just mentioned something about how, uh, you know, like, do you think it's at some point you would hope that you start making money playing these shows and things like that? I'm like, well, naturally, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, yes, but eventually. It's but there's there's just a long grind. It's like a you got to pay your dues. Like you got to really grind it out, and you got to want it really bad if you even hope to get to that point where you can make some money. But. But yeah, also I appreciate you guys letting me play the show too. Oh, of course, yeah. I appreciate you playing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really excited. Like I'm we were excited. talking before, booking isn't really the easiest thing. Sometimes it really can be yeah. a challenge. So booking me is really easy. <laughs> you just ask, and then I'm like, yes. I'm just really <laughs> grateful that, like, again, in such a short time span, we've been able to build this contact list. This, you know, we're working yeah. on a spreadsheet and be able to. I just want to make my computer back, and I wanted to make sure it was still recording. It is. DIY people. <laughs> but yeah, uh so scheme 13, you want to plug like the social media and stuff like that real quick? Yeah, we have our Instagram that's just scheme 13 festival, uh number 13. Uh you could follow us on there and then we have our in uh Facebook that's just scheme 13 block party, which is again is number 13. So yeah, drop Sweet. a like and it's greatly Sweet. appreciated. And then for all the listeners out there, I always feel weird like saying, okay, and for the listeners because I'm like literally talking to nobody. <laughs> I'm like talking to future hypothetical people. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is weird. I, I like I got so caught up in that I forgot what I was even going to say. Oh, yeah. The rest of this episode is going to be a little bit choppy because it's going to be an event episode. There's going to be stops and starts and me commenting. Last time I did a Scheme 13 episode, there was a man with a chihuahua in a backpack. So hopefully I can... Uh, I I was so confused about it. I wasn't mean. <laughs> All right, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to someone with no microphone. Because <laughs> that's not going to be entertaining for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, go back to the first Scheme 13 episode and listen to the, the bit about the man with a dog in his backpack. And you let me know if it was mean. Okay, bye, everybody. Hi, audience. Hypothetical people who potentially listen to this at some point i know you fucking will um i'm here at new way bar in ferndale with uh janiqua hellacious jenny uh, that was great yeah uh, i just played a set for in a daydream my musical in a daydream the musical 
<laughs> displayed. Uh, that was one of the more fun sets, I feel like. That was fun. Regardless of your mishap in your tuning for Deer in the Headlights. Oh, that, that doesn't But that matter. was good. You took it very well. Yeah. Very, very well. Yeah. I tuned, uh, for those playing at home, I... Uh, I tuned one string to the wrong note, so playing a standard E chord sounded really like jazzy. I don't know any music theory. It's not, it was A chord, it wasn't dissonant, but it was the wrong chord. Uh, but I recovered. I feel like that was like, I really worked out my comedy chops with that set. What am I, fucking Seaholm? What is this, a comedy emo act? Uh, no, that was fun though. What did you, what did you think? Overall. I've seen a lot of shows from us. I have I have seen a lot of shows and that was by far one of the best. His stage banter was incredible. His true comedian showed. Balls. Yeah. Everybody appreciated it. Everybody was laughing. People were like moshing. It was amazing. I don't think moshing is the right word, but I don't know. I couldn't see. The lights were in my eyes. Well, it was it was a lot of good. It was a lot of good. The Scheme 13 team were really thrown down, and I appreciated it <laughs> a lot. I kind of got elbowed, and I was okay with it because seeing in a daydream. I noticed there's a uh, there's a there's a basketball game here in case anyone wants to go make a hoop. What about basketball? Oh, there's a basketball game here. Make it a hoop. In case you want to go make some hoops. <laughs> Making hoops has returned make to the podcast. Yeah, don't do that, though. Don't do that, though. Uh, anyways, I'm going to shut her down for now. I'm tired. That was a fun set, though. Thanks to the Scheme 13 people for booking me. Yeah. Pause. Hey, how about a little bit of Pursuer? It's their EP release show, after all. Hopefully you guys can hear that. If not, I really apologize because I 
too lazy to edit this. I love you for listening, though. Why the fuck do you listen to an unedited podcast? Oh, yeah, because you're DIY. And you understand that having a full-time job means you can't put all the work that you really would like to into your artistic pursuits. But they still matter to you. It's like that thing. We all get it. We all get it. Invite the Neighbors is brought to you by Parental Disappointment. There it is. What's Hot. up? You can grab it, yeah. How you doing Man, tonight, Brian? It's, uh, Noah right here, ladies and gentlemen. Drummer of 50% of the bands in Ann Arbor, I feel like. Just here at the New Way Bar. It's, doing, uh, it's a pretty yeah, good night, dude. man. How many ba- how many bands are you in currently? Like, how many bands do you play in currently? Active or non-active? <laughs> Active. Okay, then like two. <laughs> Just two? Okay. Because you play Noah's drummer friend of Daydream and then Idio Bliss. Yeah. I played in Bat TV right before they died. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. My mic is hot as shit. How many... What all? What bands have you played with this year? Idio Bliss. In a Daydream. I played with... Um, Varsity Letter, too, right? Varsity Letter, yeah. yeah. Um, man, that's... Too many to remember, man. Colin, he too many to remember. I recorded with Colin. I haven't played with him yet, but that's hap- that's coming soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you play on that? Do you just play cello or do you play drums too? Yeah, cello. Oh, uh, word, word, word. Yeah, dude, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> just practice, man. Yeah. Lots of, lots of work. Just like busyness, though. Like, I don't know how you fucking... Like, I don't know how you divide your time... Like, there's so many people I feel like that are, like, actively in a ton of bands. Yeah, it's just making the time to, like, learn the songs, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have the time. I, 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 I'm a good uh, juggler, I guess, so yeah. bands. You kind of have to be, I feel like. I don't know how to juggle, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. On rhythm, do you feel like it's easier to do that with if you're a rhythm section? Like if you're playing drums, do you feel like it's easier than? I think so because I yeah. think like in order to be a good rhythm player, you just have to like be able to like feel the song and like yeah. understand like where it's going. So like, yeah, it's, it's coming from like a drummer's perspective. It's definitely like yeah, it's different than like playing guitar in three bands. You know that that'd be a bit overwhelming. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I wish I could play drums. I cannot play drums for shit. That's a lot of improv too. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, with with our sets, I feel like nothing is like the same. Yeah, in one set. <laughs> but that's fine because like I I figured it'll it'll start to solidify itself once we have recordings. Once there's recordings and like something to go off of, yeah, it'll like start to solidify. But stop staring at me, Jen. Jen's over here, no mic, just staring like a crazy. Person. How does it? How does it? Oh, <laughs> there's, there's nothing worth listening to. Jen. No, there's no that that basically sums up. You should, the just, in- you should just suck up your attention into your phone. You know, it's so much yeah. more. That's basically sums up the entire podcast. There's nothing worth listening to. No, <laughs> that's that should be the iTunes review. If I you're keep- listening to us, then you really got to be at a low point. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why you would want to listen. I don't know how many episodes where I'm like, why do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> but. Obviously, just joking. Keep listening to this podcast. Without you, I'd have no life. I'd have no reason 
to keep going forward without my faithful Invite the Neighbors listeners. So when are we going to add all the auxiliary percussions to the uh, In a Daydream set? Yeah, that was tight, dude. So Pursuer just did their set, and they had a bunch of us come up and play fucking random drums that the Scheme 13 dudes brought from their house. It was cool. It was tribal. Yeah, it was very tribal. I don't play drums, but I just played a fucking rack tom. You play drums, man. Don't, don't yeah. sell yourself short. I play, I play drum. Play I just played a rack tom, dude. Just crushed a rack tom. Is this Wonder Years playing right now? I don't know. I'm kind of a dumbass. Who is this? Who is this? Who is that? You, you know the song. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't know. Cheryl Crow? Yeah, Cheryl Crow sounds like a dude. We did? Oh, yeah! I saw Cheryl Crow live. No way. At Bourbon and Beyond in Louisville, yeah. I've never seen Cheryl Crow live. Oh, you're missing out, dude. Saw her live. Then I saw Jenny. Dude, I might. Should I go to Indiana tomorrow to see MC5? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I would. And I'm thinking I might. Yeah. So one day you'll be old and washed up, dude. And you wish you'd have done those things. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm like someone at my work told me to listen to MC5. I never. Oh, they're super garagey, bro. They're like they're like the hardest hard rock from the '60s. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like OG Detroit band too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever been to the Third Man Record Store? In, no, uh, I know it's over in Midtown, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never been there though. Yeah, they got a bunch of like uh, MC5 stuff there too. And okay. Jack White's super into them. They're very like garagey, punky kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I could they're, see that. They're they're like considered one of the grandfathers of punk or something like that. You know? Oh. Okay. Like like before like the 70s really like hit like. I didn't even. They're oh, like so pretty punk shit. All the more reason to go because they could die. Yeah. Mm. They're old as shit then if they're like Yeah, they're old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that's that's crazy, like an old like garage rock band. Yeah. It's kinda weird to uh, think about. I can't remember the name of the the lead or the guitarist or whatever, but he like he like went through like several like heroin <laughs> you know, overdoses and just like you know, he's a he's a fighter. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. Most people don't Live seems through like, too seems many. Seems like a Lemmy character, from what I understand. Oh what? A Lemmy kind of ca- character. Oh yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, dude. Seems like it'd be worth it though. I feel like that'd be kind of. It was like sixty bucks a ticket. Whit mentioned it to me. Where, where? Uh, shout out to Whitaker Feinberg. <laughs> God damn it! He made it on another episode. He's on too many of these episodes. Fucking Whit Feinberg. I jammed with him the other night. He brought this cool synthesizer thing. You what? He brought this new cool like synthesizer thing. It's by TJ, Teenage Engineering, I think. Oh, tight. Wit's always getting random fucking gear, dude. Yeah, we were making some crazy fucking noises on that thing. That's sweet. That's sick. All right, I think I'm gonna pause her up. Huh? I'm gonna pause this and yeah, go outside. Sure. Good set. Farewell, Noah. Yeah, that was a good set, man. That was awesome. <laughs> All right, Taylor from Swim Into the Sun. Taylor, hey, right? yeah, it's Taylor. Okay, How's it Taylor. going, guys? <laughs> Fucking fabulous, dude. <laughs> All right, so tell me what you just told me about mm. Bloodfest. Well, I first learned about Invite the Neighbors when I was taking a piss at urinal at Bloodfest. <laughs> right after Shortly Sep, I was standing there. I looked up, and there was a big poster <laughs> saying, Hey, Texas number, come on this podcast. And uh, here I am. 
at the end of the day, I wound up right here. That that poster fucking worked. Yeah, dude. And uh, for all you kids out there, you want to start a podcast, make a flyer and go post it at a middle school bathroom urinal. There you go, yeah. Just make sure there's a show going on. Just make sure there's like thousands of people there, yeah. (laughs) Dude, I literally, I watched zero bands. Really? Yeah, because I was going around the entire time. You, like, were, you were hitting the pavement, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to different bands and like uh, posting all, all like flyers everywhere. Yeah. Saw zero sets. Well, it was a good show. I mean, that was that was a hell of a introduction to uh, blood. That was my first blood fest oh, and really? the last one. Yeah. yeah. So, I it was great. It was great. Yeah, I was there last year. I saw. I was there for actual music last year. <laughs> like Norma Jean and boxing and oh shit it was wow. fucking gnarly yeah. that's hardcore damn yeah it was so much fun so much fun damn and then, but then this year a lot of bands I wish I could have saw yeah you you were you were you were doing your job yeah promoting I really wanted to see the Wonder Years I was fucking dumb not to see the Wonder Years it was great man I got kicked in the head like five times in crowds <laughs> crowd surfers alone yeah I talked to Soupy I tried to get him to come on the podcast yeah. dude that would that what a get yeah, yeah, but he was like, no. He's, he, he claims that he's doing a Wonder Years podcast at some point. Oh, really? Yeah. You'll get to that level someday. Maybe they're trying to do something for their subscription thing where they're, like, going to yeah, give their I members think that, a... I think that's what it is. That honestly. would be dope. That would be dope. Yeah. yeah. One day. I was. I talked to uh, the singer from Jetty Bones was there. Oh, yeah. I talked to her. And she's she was, awesome, yeah. She seemed to be all about it, but then I messaged her and... Uh, I got discouraged after she didn't reply to one message, so I should probably just email her again. Yeah, yeah. They're busy as fuck. I saw her play at Excellency, and that was awesome. Oh, really? She's got a killer voice, man. Yeah. Yeah. We saw, Jenny and I saw her uh, with Early November. Yeah, they played with Early November at L Club. And Dangerous Summer, yeah. And AJ from Dangerous Summer's at Bloodfest. I talked to him about coming on. He he was another one that was like, yeah, sure, I would love to do that. Yeah. And then just having her back. Yeah, I think you gotta just keep hitting people. Yeah, yeah. I've I've, inter- I've I've messaged a bunch of bands. Like I emailed uh, Mom Jeans. I tried to get them on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here back. Yeah, people are fucking busy, dude. But I bet yeah. they'd be down. Like it's one of those things where, especially if you want to get them in person, like yeah. you gotta get them when they're in town. Yeah. But yeah. You know the E Word podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, dope. I had. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So they came on. They opened my eyes up to the whole like Skype interview thing. Yeah. We did it over Skype. Just the audio. I, I like the in-person. Yeah. There's something to be said for having the guy right there where it's like, yeah, let's talk. I feel like it's easier to make like personal connections that way. Yeah. Too, like. But Skype sometimes is the only way to do it, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, E-Word, yeah, E-Word's good. Yeah, if I could get a big band and the only way I could get them was Skype, I wouldn't say no to it, you know? Yeah, Soupy is like, all right, you got a Skype. Yeah, yeah. You'd be down. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, he'd be like, no video, though, dude. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> you got audio only. Yeah. Like, all right, that's fine. Uh, like, what if I do video and you don't? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> just one way. He's like, I just need you to see me. Yeah. It's really <laughs> awkward, though. It's, it's awkward to do, like, video chats. I've done them, like, before. Yeah. Like, when people want to FaceTime. It's like, like a job don't. interview. Yeah, like, it is. I haven't FaceTimed in forever. I think yeah. Jen, you're probably the last time I first time FaceTime. Well, you can do it on like a. You don't have to have an iPhone to FaceTime though. You can do it on like Facebook Messenger. Makes it easier though, for sure. Yeah, you can do like the video chats. Yeah, they're it's just like, awkward. Yeah, like, it's like staring at someone the whole time. 
my parents, and that's it. And even then, I'm staring like off screen most of the time. Like, yeah, I'm glad my dad does not use that technology. <laughs> Just one level beyond his like it's only comprehension. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before he figures it out, though. He started listening to the podcast. Oh, well, that's good. Hey, he's supporting your, your dad's dad's DIY. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Now I gotta watch my P's and Q's though. That's not oh no, no, nah, I'm fucking. You can't talk too much shit. I forget that I'm 28 years old. I'm a man. I'm a grown man. Still like have like this fear of my dad. I think it's good. It's a, it's a respect. It's That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatherly respect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I'm gonna shut this fucking down so Let's Hexing do it. can play. Let's check out Hexing. Welcome to the podcast, Taylor. Okay, okay, start over. Okay, so I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for hours and hours today, as I have been for weeks, and uh, all of a sudden my, my HBO just stops, logs out, and is like, whoa, 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 login error, user not recognized, and I've been watching for months on the same account. So I go to log back in. And it's like, nope, none of these are right. None of these are right. And me and my dad share an HBO account. And I know, like, I know his passwords that he cycles through. So then I message him, and I'm like, Dad, they're not working. And he's like, you tried all the usuals? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't change it. So I didn't change it, and he didn't change it. So who did, and why can't I keep watching? So I didn't watch any more Curb, and I'm going to go home tonight without being able to watch anything on HBO. I know. what am I going to do then? What am I going to do? Did it, was HBO thinking about me? And to add to that, all summer, I've been paying for ESPN Plus. And why? Not, and I'm not able to watch fantasy basketball anything. League? I can't even watch The Jump. 
the jump still airs all the time, and I can't even watch it. I can listen to the podcast, but I don't have to pay for that part. Why am I paying for ESPN Plus if I can't even watch the jump? Why are you watching? ES- why are you paying for ESPN Plus? I period, love the NBA. Dude. I care about. the NBA. I was gonna NBA. say, are you in a fantasy basketball league or some shit? I, I do like- it for the articles and for the for the videos. I do it for the articles. I do. I read the, that the ESPN articles. The ESPN Plus. I'm I like a dead spin guy. Sometimes I want to see what Tim McMalone has to say. <laughs> and a lot of times it's on ESPN Plus, okay? Yeah, that's bullshit. I don't like ESPN Some of the Plus. real people like talking about good trades are on ESPN Plus. And I don't want to pay for it, but if I want to know the inside sources and I want to read it and listen to it, I have yeah. to get ESPN Plus so I can read it. And then I'm going to continue to listen to my like four daily NBA podcasts. Four daily NBA. I don't really listen to four every day, but there's like four that I listen to that are daily, and I, I listen to at least one every day. You know what I like is some Deadspin, dude. Deadspin? Yeah. You ever What's l- Deadspin? You don't know Deadspin? No, it's Deadspin. It's like if Barstool Sports is like the, is like the first order, Deadspin is like the Jedi. If bar- I don't like any. I I don't like anything about Barstool. Exactly. I like Deadspin is the opposite. Oh. I, I like if. I Have like, you ever you watched Star Wars? I like I like um God damn it. I like the ones that are real NBA analysts. Oh yeah. Or the starters. The starters yeah. are just cool guys from Canada, but Players Tribune. Even though they're not the starters anymore, but this is not good content. AT and T bought out their their company and then now they got booted from NBA TV, but I think they're gonna get a new deal. Yeah. But they still been doing their podcast every once in a while. Yeah. But they're really, really good. They're funny too. Oh, They're like real good. funny, not like Shaq funny, where it's just funny because <laughs> it's Shaq. <laughs> Shaq and uh, what was what that movie he was in? Shazam? I don't know. You never seen that movie? I don't know, but Shaq's where funny on TV Have all you seen the time. Shaq, so Shaq will go on TV acting up. The movie where Shaq is the genie? Where Shaq's a genie? Yeah, have you seen that movie? Absolutely right? not. You're like, that, so- that would be familiar. Absolutely right? be polite. See, when Will Smith was a genie. In Aladdin, it was amazing. In Aladdin. Was it? See, I was. I everybody was upset, and I get it. But at least they didn't choose like some white dude. Why you got? At racist, least they didn't bro. choose like. No, what I'm saying is people were mad. But at least they didn't choose like Brad Pitt. Yeah, that'd have been a weird choice. I get that. Well, you know this what is I like. I'm, get, I'm getting deep. But I, I, people were freaking out about it. But I was Vince like, Vaughn what movie cool. is Will Smith gonna be in that's not good? Oh yeah, I, I, riddle me that. I Robot has no has no business being a great movie, but it is. Here it is. And when he sneezes, he's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit." He's driving. How many times he's driving the electric life? car, and she's like, "You don't drive this. This is an automatic." And he's like, "I do what I want." He's just driving. He's doing the most dangerous thing in the world, but yeah. he's just like, "I do it anyway." <laughs> I have half a fake arm. I am. Which I don't really get that part, but. I think Will Smith should do like one movie that's like a greatest hit. Also, he he has a nude scene in iRobot. Do you Is remember he really? that? He has a good bod. Full frontal? Full no, not full frontal. <laughs> Will Smith has a good bod back in iRobot days. And he looked jacked when you saw him as Aladdin. I don't know. Was he in the movie? Was he jacked? Yeah, no. How was his body? Yeah, no. Ah, oh ah, wait. Ah, <laughs> who are we talking about? Will Smith, how was his body in Aladdin? It was very buff. Very buff. How buff. And he looked good in the nude scene while he was showering. Like, he was showering. He looked sexy in iRobot. That was 
from a scale. iRobot was 40, like 45 years to, ago, uh, probably. Hey, let, let Mr. Pursuer on here. Oh, Pursuer. You're getting recruited. On? Hop on, motherfucker. <laughs> Thanks for your time. You're not dodging me again, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> not this time. We got Vince from Pursua in the hizzy. People still say What's in the hizzy, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was a that was a gnar set that you guys you, played. How was, dude? How was that? How did it feel like when we were all fucking hitting the drums and shit? Literally the best like live music experience. Yeah. Playing wise, I've had ever. That was so yeah. cool, dude. Yeah. Like I had a lot of fun doing that, man. Like Kyle just I was sitting living here, sitting here just like watching, and then Kyle was like, "Hey, you want to come up here?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, naturally. Why not? I'll go hit a rack, Tom." <laughs> sure. I don't. I don't even know how many how many people were playing drums. Like ten. Several. Yeah. There's like a lot of. There's only a few of us playing drums, but there's a lot of us playing like cymbals and shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it was. Yeah. It was. It, it was gnarly though, man. Yeah. It was gnarly. I was thinking that too. Like, this is one of the coolest like music experiences. Like, cause to get everybody involved like that. And I was thinking like, oh, these guys are gotta be loving this shit right oh, now. Oh, seriously. Like, initially we talked to Kyle about playing like new stop. Yeah, our, our second to last song. We were gonna play that with double percussion. We were gonna go over there and practice. Actually, you were over there. Yeah, Scheme House, and uh, didn't make it. But fuck, man! Right when it kind of started, it was like everyone started feeling the beat. I don't know. It yeah. helps our drummer is on time. Like constantly. yeah, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, it's cool that he sings too. Yeah. I like that you guys had some harmonies going. Yeah. I got to train Noah to do some harmonies and shit. He's like the Dave Grohl, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? You better be careful, though. He's going to, like, jump off. He's not going to wait for one of you guys to, like, overdose or, you know yeah. what I mean? He's going to just go start his own Foo Fighters. Right. <laughs> so yeah. what's the what's the new EP called? Oh, it's people? called Brazil. Brazil? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I actually named it after the movie Brazil. There's a movie Brazil? Yeah, it's by uh, Terry Gilliam, who he actually directed like all the Monty Python movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Ironically, but he has a lot of cool like trippy type of movies, like okay, psychologically like oh. very in depth. That's tight. Brazil is it's basically about a super fixated man who's just stuck on this girl. Who literally wants nothing to do with him, and that's the whole movie. But it's set in like this future 1984 like setting. Oh, but it's okay. not 1984; it's farther in the future. And oh, yeah, that's interesting, cool. dude. Yeah, is that like it's on, worth I, checking out? Yeah, I was gonna say, is that on like is that online? Yeah, it's saw I mean, it on I, Amazon I actually. It. Yeah, I can find it. It actually has Robert De Niro in it. Really? Ironically, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's Colin. It's one of his early movies. And the funny thing is, the movie was actually made in 1984. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's hilarious. And it basically, if you've ever read the book or know anything about 1984, it's like yeah, same storyline. Yeah. I was forced to read it going into my senior year of college, but same. I also really liked it a lot. Yeah. I mean, no, senior year of high school, not college. Teaches you, I mean, it's what we're almost living in, so... It's pretty right. wild. It was written back in like the 50s, I feel like. Yeah. And it was, it's like so, it was like really prophetic. That and Animal Farm. Animal Farm? Yeah. He's, that's like another George Orwell. Oh, okay. But that one's more about just like classes. I'm probably butchering it right now. But it's, it's, about, it's about just like classism and things like that. Okay. It's, it's a short read. It's like maybe like 150 pages. 
But nice. if you like 1984, you'll like Animal Farm. I'll yeah, check it out. It, it's yeah. dope. It's dope. Yeah. A lot of uh, there's no movie well, version. <laughs> I think there is, but it's literally it's literally animals though, like animals talking. Wow. So it's like a fable sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. I can it, appreciate that. Yeah. But oh, it's, I love it's, this it's, song. It's really oh, yeah, good. So they use like uh, the different animals on the farm have different like uh, different roles. And like some of them are like, ooh, American football. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't understand the memes of hatred against American football. I love American football. Oh, and this guy, dude. The sound guy. Oh, sound guys, <laughs> dude. That's my man, dude. Yeah? That's your dude. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's always got. He's always rocking those Hawaiian shirts, dude. <laughs> always rocking. So where where are you guys located again? Like uh, down like river, right? Plymouth. Canton. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not yet. Yeah. I actually have an apartment in downtown Plymouth. Like. Oh, dude, that's so like stingy house. And I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Downtown Plymouth's not that bad. I feel like that's. You might agree with me. I feel like that's somewhere like you go and raise a family. You know. Yeah. <laughs> No, for sure. It's like, but it's cool. It's but fun. you're raising like spoiled ass rich. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. I, I, I feel you. Yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh, here we go. All right. Some Fallout Boy from uh, the dude from Narco Debut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's who it is. Yeah. Okay. He's not the singer for Narco Debut though. I think he's like the bass player or something. Yeah. The singer for Narco. Have you ever seen Narco? Um, no, I haven't. They. They probably don't like this. They hear it all the time, probably, but very much like Coheed. Like, really? really Coheed Cambria. Like, the guy, has even he has the Claudio voice. Huh. And this guy, holy shit, man. There's yeah. His voice, like, what? Sounds good. Yeah. I, I was actually really blown away by Hexing, the main singer, I guess. Yeah. yeah with the long hair and braid and the beard. But yeah, that was tight. Oh, I mean... Just like I, I told them after, I'm like, you guys must practice a lot. The guys like, yeah, no, we actually practice three hours a week. <laughs> wow. So, I don't know how that's possible. But I mean, that's amazing. Three hours a week is not that bad. I feel like that's you'd want more. I feel like. Yeah. But with the like with the demands of like people's lives and shit. No, for sure. It's hard to ask much more. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I I always think of like in terms of Nirvana basically and yeah, who they were. Yeah. That's like the biggest rock band I like, you know. Oh dude, everyone wants to be that. Yeah. <laughs> but like mentally stable, taking 10 hours a day just playing in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we all want to get. At least I do. I'd love to like have no job but this, you know. Yeah. Like it's like this dream of mine to like be a Dude, you play some crazy chords. I do? Yeah. I don't know any music theory, so I think that's what that's what really? allows me to do that, yeah. I've do you play guitar quite a bit? Yeah, I've been playing since I'm twenty eight now, I've been playing since I was uh, eighth grade. I played in yeah, seven. Basically yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like weird chords. I listen uh when I was really my influences when were really shaped me, it was like uh is a real boy say anything. They have a lot of cool chords like uh this band forgive Durden, uh Gatsby's American Dream. A lot of like punk punk bands but they had like really uh 
really different influences. I don't even know like yeah. what the chords are. Some people tell me some of them are jazzy. Some of them are like I have no fucking clue. Yeah. A lot of seventh so you know, and you know, like bands that kind of have a, too much of a uniform sound. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. definitely don't have that. I will. No. That's the one thing I don't. I'm just saying. I, that's the weird thing, though. I just mentioned Nirvana, and I guess they have kind of a uniform sound, but yeah, but they were way. doing it when like they were original for doing yeah. it. You know, now there's a lot of carbon copies, and it's like. No one can have like the, I don't know. It, it, I don't think it's like a bad thing to be compared to Nirvana. Yeah. That's like a compliment, because like a lot of bands try really hard. I feel like to be that they fail. I feel like the harder you try to be that, the more it's gonna sound shitty. Yeah. But like, if say like your band, your band makes me think more of Brand New than Nirvana, for which sure. is uh, which is for me it's a huge. Well, yeah, compliment. I, mean, I you love, don't really. Yeah, Kirk Cobain doesn't really have any song where he's just singing softly. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're the. Um, there's like clean chords that you play. I mean, like clean guitar parts that really make me think of like Daisy, okay. like Daisy Brand New. It's like, funny because Kyle from Scheme Thirteen told me that. Yeah, well, we, we were literally talking about that earlier today. Sounds like Daisy. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that earlier today. It's I, funny though because that's probably like my. Fourth favorite album by Brand New. Really? My favorite, I would say, is Science Fiction or Devil. And, my favorite album for Forever was Devil and God. Yeah, dude. I feel like but, I share this opinion. Like, Devil and God was like my number one of all time. And then, like, I feel like I've grown up a little bit. Not that I've, I, that's timeless to me. But, like, Science Fiction, I find myself, like, listening to more now. Like, yeah. if. If I go listen to Devil and God, it's like I'm in a bad mood, I feel like. Yeah. And I do it to just, like, be angry and be depressed. It's almost uh, been played out enough for me, I guess. Yeah, I hear you. Like, when when Daisy came out, I was all about that. And I still, I I felt like Brand New is a band. I I always have to give this disclaimer, too. Uh, I'm not a proponent of Jesse Lacey, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? For sure. But, uh... The music is incredible still to me. What do you... And they grew from album to album. They're one of the few bands that like does that. Yeah. You know? No, that's... The maturity factor of their band is incredible. Like Manchester no, Orchestra is no, another one. Yeah. They're Manchester like my favorite or- current yeah. band. Sure. I actually saw Brand New in Manchester... When Brand New came out with Daisy and Manchester oh. came out with uh, Mean Everything to Nothing... That's so you fucking. It was in, uh, yeah, at the Fillmore, 2010, I think. That's yeah. that's unbelievable. I've seen Brand New ten times, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I I miss them a bunch of times. Like they've always been like my favorite band ever since Devil and God. But like, I saw them the first time I saw them was at uh was at Meadowbrook. And they played with Dace Parasitos. Okay. Connor Obers band. I was there too. Yeah. yeah. And then the last time I saw them on the science fiction tour at Fox Theater. Did you see them with Modest Mouse? Yeah. Okay. I was, dude, I was front row in the pit. Oh, hell yeah. 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 It was fucking gnarly. Oh, that's amazing. I was, I dude, I was tearing got, up the whole you time. You know that, uh, well, no, you don't know, but me and my cousin actually went to Colorado and saw them at Red, at Red Rocks. Rocks. Oh, dude. Best, best concert experience of my life. I bet, man. I actually fucking cried. <laughs> dude, I swear to God, like, brand new, like, I, they moved me, like, like on more than one occasion, at least once at every show I saw them, like I was tearing up. Yeah. Especially the one I was at DTE. 
Like, because when I was, like, front row, I was just, like, blown away. Yeah. Like, the whole time. It was, They're like, such just a... just like a sponge. They just freaking absorb the crowd. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, you know who I've seen recently who's even more like that is Boney Bear. Like, Boney Bear. Yeah. If you go to a Boney Bear show, it's unlike any concert you've ever been to because he just... The crowd is so focused and just... Yeah. I mean, I heard the security guard behind me crying really <laughs> during wow. flume yeah i need to check them out what's like a good album to start with you think with bonnie bear i would start with this i would just go chronologically okay really yeah because they're but the I, one like it's on my list yeah like everyone keeps saying bonnie bear is sick i yeah if you aren't into bonnie bear i would start with bonnie bears like self-titled album maybe yeah it's more mainstream, but it'll draw you in, and then you'll kind of get used to his weirdness okay. that comes okay. on. Because his last two albums have... His one before this one was even more weird, I would say, than his current. Okay. But so it'd be good to just like get the full get the full flavor. Yeah. Maybe like, go yeah. Bon Iver, newest album, and then go to the one before it. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Okay. For sure. I mean... I mean for everything I've heard about them, makes me think like, oh shit! But I just keep forgetting. Like, when, I'm in, when I'm in the car and I think of like, oh, what should I put on? I just it just never comes to me, you know. Yeah. I just need to save it on Spotify and then I'll put it on for sure. Like, are you a Radiohead fan? They're so my top three bands are probably Brand New, Nirvana, Radiohead. Okay. Yeah. I was, well, not really in that order either. I mean, right. sometimes Radiohead's my favorite band. When Moonshape yeah. Pool came out, so like sick, dude. I. I remember I had just, my girlfriends were here, but I had broken up with my ex, like, yeah. right before it happened. And Shout out to all the exes out there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laying in bed, and I see that it comes out, and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to listen to this. And I literally listened to it two times in a row. Yeah. And dude, just, like, felt that. all these freaking emotions. And it, yeah. They're another band that just, maybe even more than brand new. But oh. like more diverse range than brand new. Yeah, you know what I mean. They have range beyond any anyone. No doubt. I saw them at uh, seen them twice. And I saw them at LCA. That's the yeah, only time yep, I've seen I was them. there for that. That was a fucking the the, the intro when they come Literally, out with those, those right lights. They, they start playing daydreaming right at the beginning, and yeah. I instantly like two minutes into it. The funny thing is, I had like kind of a rough pass with my last band. Okay. So. I come out of the bathroom at LCA. I literally walk out and I see two of my ex-band members. I make con- eye contact with the bass player and he's like, "What's up, man?" And I'm just like totally thrown off. And I go in there just like feeling totally thrown off. Yeah. And they start that. playing daydreaming and it's like another sponge. I just yeah. got absorbed like crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird because it's like they're like the perfect band to be like. To experience cognitive dissonance too. It's like it's like the soundtrack to like all the sort of like dissonant self subconscious like thoughts that you might have. Yeah. You know? and it like put, it provides context. I love when a band can like provide context to your emotions. No, they literally can make you think too. Like yeah. you're saying like subconsciously, like you're hearing all these sounds and you're thinking, but at the same time you have something more going on just because yeah. of the music you're listening yeah. to. My uh my last band I we did a a cover of uh, Lotus Flower. Okay. It was so much fun. I missed yeah. that band, dude. The thing about Radiohead is they have so much feel. Yeah. So any song, if you cover it as a band, you're gonna have so much fucking fun. Yeah. yeah. 
And that was like I I was only singing for the song too, so I got to like move around and shit. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Like Tom York. <laughs> yeah, I did my best Tom York impression. Yeah. <laughs> but uh your drummer was telling me that you uh you guys recorded the EP in like a week. Yeah, so which means today's Friday. On Sunday, we recorded drums. On Monday, we we recorded bass and guitar. On Tuesday, I recorded vocals, <laughs> and I mixed it Wednesday until four a.m. Thursday till four a.m. Yeah, mastered it myself. Oh, what do you <laughs> use? Um, I use uh, Waves, the website Waves. I use a quite a quite oh, a bit okay. of their plugins, but I have like a Mac from 2011. Oh, okay. so it's really slow when you run external uh, yeah, plugins. Yeah, that like, sucks. Yeah. I have the problem with this sometimes. I run Ableton, but it's pirated. Oh, but, I, but it's, it's no, fine. My logic, I got it on eBay on a flash disk for 20 bucks. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want logic to try it out, that's how you do it, for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ableton, like, I only pirated it because like back in the day, I... Uh, my buddy had it, and I, I learned how to mix on it. And like, I'm like, okay, I don't know any, how to use anything else. I'll just get Ableton because I want to do my own demos and do my own okay. production. And I just got super into it. Yeah. And now, whenever I hear about a band like doing their own mixing mastering, I always want to talk because that's what I like doing. I like doing that shit. Oh, the mastering I've never done. I I see. Literally made the decision yesterday. Like we've always used Lander. Yeah. You know that Lander. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, Isotope Ozone, which is pretty nice. What but is it? I, it's called Isotope Ozone. Oh, okay. But Isotope, I learned about some of their yeah, stuff. Yeah, I have like a bunch of different plugins. Like I have, let me see. I just, I have like Nectar, which is like a vocal software, uh, equalizer, a maximizer, a reverb. It just all came with a package. Oh hell yeah! So it's the shit. I mean, yeah. It's like, I have like a thousand dollars worth of pirated shit on my <laughs> computer. Nice. That I'm because. I was in college. I was poor, you know. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna not record and mix and learn how to do this stuff. For sure. Are you like self-taught when it comes to all that stuff too? Yeah. I yeah. mean, and it's been within the past two years, basically. Yeah. yeah. DIY. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. what's up, dude. I just started. I, I, uh, it's like the most most passion I've had for like you know sitting at a computer and doing anything though. Dude, That's for sure. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> I you, mean, man. I can sit there for six hours and mix a song, mix you get, plenty of songs. You get caught up in it, and oh, it's like yeah. the time goes really fast. I oh feel like. yeah. That's what sure. happens to me. Like I get like tunnel vision, and then it just like all of a sudden I look up, and it is like one in the morning or two in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I haven't even eaten. You know, <laughs> it's just crazy, like how your mind. I almost get like stressed, like how fast time moves, because I'm like, man, like. Yeah. Now I gotta catch up. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're when you're super focused on something, it just boom. Yeah. You know, I'm like nervous because I'm such a control freak, and I've like learned how to mix and things like that but I, I don't know how to do eqs very well i can mix in terms of like i know exactly where in the soundscape i want well, things it, to be it all depends like what you're listening on like headphones or yeah. monitors or, yeah it's all different too but. these are these headphones i got they're like 150 bucks they're not that expensive yeah but they're designed for mixing so they don't color the sound at all like they don't add so any are bass. They open back or, yeah, yeah yeah i think so I don't know the difference. Apparently, like when you're recording, 
you want closed back headphones because you know it blocks out sound from getting out. Oh. But when you're mixing, you want it to breathe a little more. I guess, oh, apparently. yeah, yeah. So you yeah. want open back headphones. I have some sound isolating Sennheisers that I bought. Okay. For like doing the actual recordings. Yeah. But this, these are great for mixing because yeah, it does that and doesn't add any trouble. It doesn't, it doesn't like uh, purify the sound at all. It, like, okay. They're they're not like like beats, it's you know. They natural, don't add bass. Yeah. They're like. Flat, flat attenuation or whatever. Yep, that's how my monitors are actually. But yeah, I was saying, I was like, such a control freak that like, I've been working with uh, Nick Diener to record the EP. But like, he and he's a real producer. But this is like the fucking delusion in my head that like I, I'm afraid to like hand over the mixing to somebody, even somebody who's like obviously way better than yeah. me at it, just because it's like. I have like anxiety, like I just, uh, I just want no, this I to feel be the exactly where I want. I mean, you know? like when I mix, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I I feel the same way though. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I I I listened to like before I actually went to record with him. I listened to uh, you ever hear a Noise Creators podcast? No, it's like a bunch of different uh, producers in the scene, They're, like famous producers, you know. And uh, Nick Diener was on there one time, and it's just like one producer talking to other producers about like their process and just being a producer. So I listened to that to try and figure out like what his style was and like because I didn't want to ruffle any feathers yeah. before I went in there because like I already knew I was gonna be I felt like I was gonna be difficult. Ended up not being difficult, but I'm like I don't want to piss him off, dude. <laughs> but he ended up being really cool to work with. He's recorded a lot of people. Like so, who? Um, Convenient Trash, um, Hot Mulligan, he's worked with them, Greet Death. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a, a shit ton more. Okay. He's he's worth, if you guys are ever wanting to go to like a like a pro, he's like 300 bucks a day. I don't, I don't think he would care if I was, if I'm saying that because he would want the business, but yeah. Yeah, he's, he's legit. He's on no, my, he's in Chessoning though. He's on my sack I feel all. like. Uh, when you master a song after doing it last night after I also read that when you master a song you shouldn't mix it in the same day you know like you gotta let your ears almost refresh yeah so yeah. you mix it and then master it the next day yeah I can well, I absolutely can yeah. see that but so I did it the opposite way last night <laughs> but I also talked right. to uh, Pat from Scheme and he's saying that and we kind of agreed that you just got to let someone else hear it yeah. and master it. Yeah. Because you need a different opinion. Yeah. That's what's been cool about the podcast. One thing is, like, I've, I've met so many people that, like, do production and, like, do mastering and stuff. So, like, when I, when I do finish the recordings on my EP, I'll have, like, so many sets of ears to send it to. And, like, yeah. people are like, all right, you master it, you master it, you master it. And then I can just be like, all right, I like this one. You do, you do the whole album. Hell yeah. You know? But I don't know. It's 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 something I'd love to do. Learn how to do myself one day because like I got so yesterday I from Waves I got two plugins like a mastering chain. It's actually uh, designed off the Abbey Roads. Oh okay. Mastering chain like where the Beatles yeah yeah got mastered, but it's pretty sweet. I mean it. I feel like I made it sound better than Lander makes it sound at least. Yeah. So a lot of it's just well, it's subjective, it's though. <laughs> All right, well, I'll pause it up. All right. yeah.
All right. Well, Small Parks just finished up. Vermont's about to hit it. I'm going to wrap this podcast up because it's uh, 1230 and I'm an old man. So thanks to the Skeep 13 people as if they're not sitting right next to me. And, uh, yeah, this will be uh, – I'll do this again sometime. How about that? Thanks all for listening. Thanks to everyone that came out. If you were one of the people that came out and saw my band play and, and uh, clapped and stuff, that was awesome. Uh, I really appreciate that. And for listening to the, the podcast. I like when people listen to the podcast. It makes me feel relevant. Okay, I love you guys. Well, that's a new one. I just said I love... Okay. I'm not even going to edit that out. I love you all. Okay, bye. <laughs>